Like the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That is where the power is. And I think it's important that we took this time to rehearse the things that the Lord has already accomplished because that's a taste. It's a little sliver, okay, of the things that are on the way, the things that are coming. This is just a piece. All of these, these uh, interventions of God, even in miraculous ways at times, every one of those is like a little step that leads higher to the next step that is just beyond that. And so we don't take this, these um, interventions from God as one isolated incident and just say, oh, that was kind of cool, thank you, Lord, and kind of go on our way. I think sometimes we do that, whereas when God is moving, actually there's an intention and purpose behind every single thing he does. Every single miracle he does is for purpose. And we think, you know, say a, a miraculous healing to our body. Thank you, God, for wholeness back in our physical body. But this is just temporal. One day it's going to die eventually because we're going to an eternal place. When he works in a miraculous way, it's for a greater, deeper purpose. There's more behind it. And so we need to give these things that he's doing in us, give them the proper place, give them the proper weight. When he works in these ways, let it be things that heighten our faith and say, what was God really accomplishing in the spiritual through this? There's more to it than we even realize Oftentimes, just because the pace of this world is just carrying us so fast on, it doesn't even give us time to sit in the miracle and appreciate the fullness. And so I think sometimes the thing that God accomplishes with miracles, we're just oblivious to because we've moved on too fast. We didn't even stop to think about it and really take it in fully. Whereas when God does these things, we need to sit in it, rest in it, acknowledge him and what he's... okay. We did this. It's almost like when you, when you um, like a team, they go into a game with a game plan. They go, perform, and then after it, you have a debrief. Okay, let's see what happened. What did we do well? What did we not do well? How can we improve? Well, after God works with us, it's like, let's sit with him and let's say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? What are you showing me through this? Because it's all to lead us deeper and closer into him. Specific purpose through all of it. Why do some people get this miraculous healing and some don't? There's purpose through all of it. That's what the Bible promises. Now, coming into this year, I've been so excited because, and this is the seed I want to drop in your spirits from John chapter 14, verse 27, that Brendan read when we first started. A couple months ago, uh, I feel like the Lord just kind of dropped this word into my spirit and just been kind of sitting there rattling around reverberating in my spirit. And this is the word I feel like is like a theme for the body of Christ as we come into 2023. This one word, shalom. Shalom. Which most oftentimes is, is, is translated as peace. But this, that's such a, again, just a little peace. Really, it's completeness wholeness, nothing lack, lacking. It's perfection, finished. It is finished. And so when I th I've been thinking and meditating through this word and, and really praying on this, this is what I feel like he is taking the body of Christ this year to a new level of shalom. In John chapter 14, 27, where Jesus said it, in the setting is he's sitting at the Last Supper with his disciples. He's given them a whole talk and preparing them to, because it was only a few hours after this meal that he was going to be arrested and then crucified. He's preparing them. And 
while he's sitting with them, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I don't give to you the way the world gives. And he says, now don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So this is something that he gave to his disciples, but then this is, this is a gift that doesn't stop. It continues to pervade through the disciples and then the, the, the disciples who believe through them and then through them. He gave his people, his children, a peace, completion, and wholeness through him. Now, unfortunately, this is a peace that he truly gave to them, but very rarely is it a peace that we actually live in. And this is the strange thing because it's almost like um, something that you possess. Maybe it's that jacket that you keep in the closet that you never put on, pull out and actually put it on. You can't get yourself to part with it. It's still sitting in the closet. It belongs to you. It's yours. But you know what? You never wear it. When Jesus said, I give you peace, one, that was for every single one of us in this room. Every member of the body of Christ has this inheritance. This is your heritage, wholeness, complete, unbroken wholeness. This is your heritage. Now, let me ask you, do we, have we realized this? Do we walk in this? So often, we walk around with our spirit just kind of rattled. A circum, an external circumstance just comes and just kind of shakes us a little bit, gets us uncomfortable. Why? We, don't, we haven't really honed in on the skill of how to keep our shalom, how to maintain that unbroken wholeness because it does belong to you and nothing can take it from you. And this is why he said, I give to you not as the world gives, See, they lived at the time under Roman power, and this is what the Romans would do. They would go in and they would take over all of these nations, and they had what they called the Pax Romana, Roman peace. When we overtake you, now you are safe. Wherever you want to travel all over the world, you are safe because you're under Roman power. That means we keep our people safe. But that was more of a facade than anything. It was still dangerous. You never knew what was going to happen from one day to the next because you're under their dominion. Jesus said, I don't give to you peace the way the world gives. I give you peace. And here's the interesting thing. This completion, this wholeness that he was giving to us is something that only he possessed. Because the moment that sin entered this world, this complete whole world that he created, the moment sin entered, something was broken. Shalom was incomplete. It was absent. Until the moment Jesus came in his completion and lived that perfect life. He was the only one who ever possessed true shalom since the moment it was given up at sin. And when he came and when he gave his life on the cross, he gave his perfection, his wholeness completely up for, on our behalf and said, actually, I'm giving it to you. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing for you. That's awful costly and very intentional. It's for you. And so now, in a sense, we might be able to put it this way. As believers, it's actually our responsibility to hold on to 
the wholeness of Christ. It is his life that was complete and whole, and it was his life that was given to you and me. It belongs to you. He gave it to you. He gave it for you. And so now he said, I'm giving this to you, but he didn't stop there. He said, I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. In other words, trouble's going to come your way. At times, it's going to be all around you. What's the responsibility? Don't let your heart be troubled. The completion that you have in the life of Jesus Christ cannot be undone. Nothing can make incomplete what has already been completed. Nothing can unfinish and undo the past. Jesus already gave his life for you. It belongs to you. That's your right. That is your inheritance. And it's something that we live in here and now. This shalom is not something that is meant for when we enter the next world and leave this one. He said, I leave this peace with you. He was leaving the world and he left his peace here with you. And this is how he wants us to walk. Unbroken wholeness. No matter what seems like it's a threat, no matter what seems like something's missing, all that we need, need, we have in him. And that which we think we need but we don't have, let's go back to what we said about the miracles. There's purpose in everything. And there's a reason for everything too. Sometimes our shalom can get broken. We, we, we're not good at uh, letting our hearts not be troubled because we're actually not living by faith in the word of God and not putting this into practice. Because when he said, don't let your hearts be troubled, he told us how to go through our days and be unshaken and unmoved no matter what. It's all right here. And so really, it comes down to this, simply a matter of living our life by faith in the word of God. And sometimes that actually means when we're living by faith, we're not always living by logic. Sometimes faith and logic oppose one another. But Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Hold on to your peace. And here's how. Follow me. He's taught us how. His spirit is living in us, giving the counsel and the coaching that we need every single day. And so when we live by faith, we can know that even when things look uncertain, even when it may look like I'm walking into a place where there's hurt and brokenness, God has led me in there for a reason. So here's the interesting thing about shalom. Sometimes we think about shalom and it's, it's this complete perfection, like some kind of utopia. Not the case. Shalom is not just the absence, not necessarily the absence of trouble, but there can be amidst of the, of the trouble a presence of healing. If you think about completion, the shalom is completion, you can think about a puzzle that has all these pieces and you put it all together and all the pieces give you this complete picture. It is whole. If you, has anyone ever put a puzzle together and you're just about done and there's like three pieces missing after you spend hours putting it together and it's like, why? Now you can't glue it and put it on the wall. 
That's not shalom. Something's missing there. But the idea of shalom is this. There can be people, there can be brokenness all around us, but holding on to the peace of Christ means that it doesn't only belong to us. We've actually been commissioned it to carry it into a broken and hurting world. Shalom is not just for you. It's all for you, but it's not just for you. And so the responsibility now is for us to usher in this completion, this peaceful, restoring presence into a hurting and broken place. If we think about the puzzle analogy, it's like a puzzle that is missing all these pieces. The world is broken, there's hurt all over the place. There's missing pieces. But the restoring shalom presence is we've got a pocket full of puzzle pieces and we know right where they fit and God's going to show us right where they belong. And so whenever you encounter some brokenness, wherever you encounter confusion or lack of peace, you have the Holy Spirit of God alive in you and you have his shalom. Rather than getting caught up in the swirl of the tornado of the hurt around you, no, 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 you're guarded from that. You hold on to your, your peace and you don't let your heart be troubled. Instead, you pull out the pieces that you have and now you calm the storm. Remember that story in the boat where Jesus is with his disciples and actually falls asleep during a life-threatening life storm? And his disciples actually have to wake him up and say, don't you even care if we live? This is in Luke chapter 4, I believe. Don't you even care if we live or die? And he wakes up kind of groggy. He's like, what? Are you serious right now? Peace. Be still. And then he looks at his disciples. What little faith do you have? that you thought this was going to end our life, don't you know there's greater purpose? This is, this is such a minuscule thing. There's greater purpose. Why are you making this such a big issue? Walk by faith and hold on to your shalom. This belongs to you. And he walked with them and trained them for three years. This is how you walk. This is how you hold on to this. No matter what you encounter, it doesn't have to shake you. It can get awful close, but as long as we're holding on to the word and we're lining everything up with the word of God, the word of God holds us fast. And so coming into this year, this is where I feel like the Lord is calling his body to rise up and live at a higher level of living. It's living in the shalom that he has given us and actually maintaining that peace. In a world of chaos, we are the peaceful healing presence. This is God's intention for his body. He is our hope, and the church is the hope for the world. Now, if we get caught up in every storm that comes that way, that's the enemy's best hope at silencing the church, and I refuse to do it. I will hold on to my peace. We, as a people of God, will hold on to our peace, and when that storm comes, Rather than getting caught up in it, we speak to it. And we're that healing presence. This is what he's calling us into for this new year. Living with a new level of confidence because you know what you have. Know what you have. And don't just leave it in the closet because you know it belongs to you. Actually use it. This is what's going to make our Father so proud and bring joy to his heart. When he sees us putting into the practice the things that he showed us and using the tools that he's given us. Every piece on this earth stems 
from peace of God and peace with God. And this is an intention for us. I'm going to not go on too long. I'm going to uh, close and we'll share communion because we've gone way late. Um, but sit, I encourage you to take some time to meditate on this as we leave here and go into this week, new week and start the new year. The shalom of God is his intention for you to live and hold on to. Do not allow, do not give permission for your heart to be shaken, but hold fast to the truth of God and know that no matter how chaotic it gets, peace belongs to you and cannot be stolen unless you hand it over. Uh, with that, let's prepare to share in communion together. And Arabella's going to read us a scripture on that. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed 